What's up, everybody? Welcome to That's a Fact Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Harrison. I'm about to welcome the co-host, Matt Quirk. And I did forget to mention that um, it's probably going to be me and Matt Quirk as co-hosts for the foreseeable future um, until you know one of us dies or something. Hopefully, maybe I'll get COVID. Who knows? Um, but yeah, excuse the fact that I'm eating. Um, it's about 10 p.m. I worked out like two hours ago, and I'm starving. So I'm eating this weird noodle it's like noodles and ham and some cheese and carrots. I don't know. Bad thing. But anyway, I'm going to welcome Matt real quick. He's in the waiting room. And uh, yeah, we'll get started. Matt? It didn't work. Okay. Well, as I wait for him to rejoin, <clears throat> I'm going to just give a quick preview of some of the topics we're going to be discussing today. So I uh, just finished writing a paper for class. And now I'm eating and Matt's back. I'm gonna admit him. What's up? You muted? Oh no, there you go. Hey, audio good? Yep, sounds good. Cool. All right, we are rolling and I introduced you as the co host this time because you got a promotion, I guess. Oh, Was it the Insta page? No, it's that Insta page together every week. Cool. Well, let me plug the Insta page quickly. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So uh, I made a Instagram page, guys, for this podcast. I actually just put a story out now saying we're getting ready to record just to keep you guys updated. So go listen, go find that. Um, Matt follows it, and uh, it's called the Real That's a Fact Podcast. No spaces. I'll put a link in the in the description of this episode. Yeah, and that'll just be a great way because uh, we both have access to the accounts, so one of us will be always saying when a uh, episode's gone up, you know, keeping you up to date. If we do like a quick, uh, a quick little mini episode, if there's some like topic that we really feel or national change that we feel would be best to, you know, want something out right then. So that'll be a great way to hear about those things. So yeah, just uh, the real that's a fact podcast. So go check it out. All right, so. As I finish chewing, this I don't even know what I'm eating right now. Like, good. So, it's a pre-made meal from Pine Bush because they do this program to give meals to people who can't afford it. And I guess to get the money or the meals donated or whatever, <clears throat> they have to get rid of a certain amount. So, they literally like put on the Facebook page like, if you have a child in the Pine Bush School District under 16, please come take meals. We don't care about your income or anything. So my mom now goes like once a week and just gets a bunch of food. And it's like, this is literally, it's ham, noodles, some kind of cheese and carrots. Like oh, yeah. the most random combination of flavors. And then I tried to eat this one here that's like gluten-free noodles and broccoli. Broccoli's good, but the noodles were literally crunchy. Like, I mean, oh. I'm eating it cold too. Cause I don't really yeah, reheat yeah. things, but okay. So anyway, no, yeah. I can't wait to get home and actually eat real food. Yeah. I don't dude. I bet. We're going to eat so much real food. when you come up? <laughs> Do you not eat out much? <laughs> I've eaten out three times by myself. I've ordered food. Is that because of money times. or just, yeah, I'm, I don't have an income coming in, you know? So yeah. also I paid for an expensive meal plan, so I should use it. Oh, that is true. So yeah. I'm going into debt for food. I mean. What better thing to do? Anything, actually. Anything is better than mm. that. But 
So, hey, hey, be careful. This may contradict what we're about to start talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know. You know. Well, all right. Let's just start off. <laughs> let's start off with this stupid freaking paper that I just wrote. So <clears throat> we're in class. My hair looks so good right now. We're in class. And you acknowledge I'm in a collared shirt. Hey, I know. You look really great, you know? Maybe I'll throw on a collared shirt. Actually, interestingly, this is so unrelated, but when I visit, when I come up Sunday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, I'm going to dress nicely for no particular reason. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, I think that's actually something I want to talk about, but we'll throw that under the Harry Styles. Oh, yeah, for real. For real. Let's go. This is going to be, another, be like, second. two hour long podcast. I, I, I love guys, it. So last I'm, one, I'm the last sorry, one was about an yeah. hour and a half. So. <laughs> There was so much that happened this week that wasn't even that significant, but I was like, I want to talk about this. Yeah, dude, I, just... bought a, I bought a new notebook for this podcast. <laughs> oh, it's fancy. So I... You got your school on it? Yeah, actually. Every time I see BC, so. I think Burke Catholic, and Burke Catholic is also the Eagles. So that's so confusing to me. Matt, my dad went to both. That's funny. <laughs> so I have BC labeled stuff that I don't know if it's from his high school or, or from his college. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyway, so I was in class on Monday. I have class with for English on Monday, one day a week, and we get to talking. She gives us uh, the t- professor gives us a bunch of terms to define. One of them was trigger warning. One of them was like safe space. One of them was like free speech. I don't even know if these were the same class. She's given us those over time, and I still have a piece of giant chunk of sawdust in my eye from work. But anyway, that's always fun. So Santa's elf. Yeah, yeah I was Santa's elf. <laughs> Follow um, Matt's Instagram to understand. Yeah, go a lot of go these follow things. me on Instagram at m.harrison410. Uh, it's great stuff. I update my story very regularly because I have a fun life. Anyway, we're getting, uh, this is going to take so long. So, not I, professionals. Yeah. So, we're in class and we get to talk about trigger warnings. And she's talking about how, like, she doesn't generally take a stance, which I do appreciate. She's, I, honestly, I don't even know 100% what her stance is. I, was, I would assume she's more liberal. Cause she's teaching yeah. at a college, the college but, environment is a, and she's an English teacher and she's going for a <laughs> doctorate right now. Like I, I have a feeling she's pretty liberal, but I don't know. She hasn't explicitly stated anything in mm. that regard, but anyway, she said she's, we talked about and then she's saying she's kind of leading the class to like say trigger warnings should be required for every, every professor. Like they should be required. If your class has any material that could be triggering, it should be required. And I, we can get to my my kind of stance on that and discuss that. I don't hate that idea if you define the trigger warning it's, correctly. Yeah. One one thing even, I had to kind of clarify with the class, and I did say this in class too, was like the word trigger warning or safe space has been adopted by the far left to me. Like in that like when we think – or even maybe I would say I would blame the right for it almost where – when we hear trigger or trigger warning or safe space, we think like snowflakes who can't handle real life. Whereas yeah. in reality, a trigger warning just looks like this class covers child abuse and people who experience child abuse may find that material uncomfortable or upsetting to, yeah. to look at or, or, so, or talk about. So like um, actually the most recent example is uh, I listen to a lot of uh, true crime podcasts. Mm. That's just something I got into over the work over yeah. uh, the summer doing work because I'd be mowing by myself for eight hours and I'd just run through podcasts. Yeah, for sure. And so uh, it, they were very engaging. So like Morbid, for example, is one that I follow. And um, they do, they give trigger warnings. And I feel like some members of the right tend to hold the idea that no trigger warning is ever needed ever. And that you're, you know, a snowflake yeah. if you need it. 
Whereas in this podcast, they're like, so we're going to talk about child rape. And they're like, we're saying this, this is the trigger warning because that is a very sensitive topic. Yeah. They're like, we know we have young listeners. We have, you know, listeners that may have experienced traumatic events. And so I think the idea is that within reason, it is a very good idea, you know, yeah. just because out of a basic sympathy for humanity. Yeah. And I, and that's actually the point because the assignment was we had to write a letter to the Dean or the president of the college, not actually send it to her, but write it and turn it in arguing that trigger warning should be required. So I had to take that stance. And that's basically what I said was it's just a decent, like a student who experienced child abuse and is going for psychology is going to have to talk about child abuse. And it's a, it's just a courtesy to them to warn them, Hey, today we're going to talk about child abuse. Just so you know, they're probably still going to sit through it. You know, and and if they leave the class because of it, that's where you may have an issue. If they drop a course because of it, I don't know how I feel about that, but you know what? That's their right. Yeah. And also, you know, they may just want to, they may want to get in a mindset of it beforehand, you know? Exactly. And there's, there's another thing. No two people react the same way to the same thing. So Hmm. you could be, uh, and my professor was giving examples that I found a little bit silly in a way. Like she, they were reading, I don't even remember what the book was, but they would read the same book every year. She taught it for like 10 years. And then one year, one student was upset by it. And she never had thought about why it was upsetting. Oh, I remember what it was. I don't remember what the book was, but I remember it was a story that talked, that talked about a dad going memories of him going on family vacations to a lake or something. And apparently some student brought up to her that he had never experienced that. Like he had never gone on family vacation because he didn't have family. And that was upsetting for him. Now, that's, I feel like an extreme example where, you know, just because you didn't personally experience a family vacation. And again, I'm speaking as a complete privileged person who has gone on many family vacations and has two oh, yeah. sides of my family that love me. And, and we've always been able to afford it and everything. So, you know, in that regard, I, I'm not allowed to talk, but I don't know. But I think the idea that a, uh, that an entire class, uh, structure which is discussing something which is normal and average and 90 percent of people can relate to is going to be hindered in their discussion yeah. on this topic because of a minority is just kind of an idea that i don't support yeah se. and i don't like that it would affect the whole class which is why exactly. i say the only thing a trigger warning should be is the teacher professor saying by the way we're going to talk about child rape we're going to talk about murder we're going to talk about child abuse and then move on and if there's people who are upset by like you don't limit the topics that are talked about and it wouldn't ban any topic from being covered it would just require that a certain topics require a trigger warning for example rape stuff like that yeah and it would also you know tell professors hey just be conscious of your students feelings which again i would go back to that shouldn't be required. Like you shouldn't have to say, think about your students' feelings. And I mean, I think the, the, the thing is though, also we, we, we talk about these things from a Christian point of view, right? Yeah. Where we have a preset and predetermined ethical moral values, which succeeds the, the average um, persons, right? An average mm-hmm. atheist will not feel as uh, convicted as we are to do certain things. Yeah. And so we do freely and make judgments on things 
which others require legislation to do. Yeah. And in that case, once well, legislation actually, is I formed, I feel it like becomes that's, necessary. That's an unfair way to put it necessarily. I think what our legislation is just our religion. Yeah, that's what. So it's just where but, that comes from. So I, 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 yeah, no, I get your point, but I feel like yeah. that almost comes across as like too polarizing. Yeah. Just to I'm, clarify. Yeah. What I'm trying to get at is that the idea that it's more a independent choice on our part, how we partake in it. Right. Yeah. So we can choose to do it. And most people choose to do it well. Whereas once legislation comes in, it is being forced to be done in a certain way, which may not work for a certain person's teaching style or something like that. Or also what I've seen some examples of is that rules are made to where they may be okay for a lower level class, but often these rules are made in so that a whole college is affected. And so what happens is PhD students who need to discuss these things, right? End up getting a glossed over or, you know, simplified version of it because yeah. of a rule made for people in gen site, for example. Yeah. And so anyway, that's your, just- your freaking dorm is a riot, dude. Like what in the heck? They're all plastered. It's crazy. I guess it's, it's Friday. So it's even worse. Tomorrow night, Saturday night. I won't go to bed till four. Because they're so loud? Because of the noise, yeah. Wow, dude, that's nuts. And, I mean, and it's, it's not nuts. No, I, but it's also the worst. It's the last weekend for a lot of these guys. Oh, right. So right. These guys are going big or go home. I'm so my last going weekend. Going big and then going to, home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm spending it talking to Matt. I'll yeah, resume. hey, that's the best then, uh, thing you can do. <laughs> in 48 hours, we'll be doing this in person. So. Yeah, I can't. Oh, dude, I'm, actually, I'm really looking forward to this. Dude, this is going to be so fun. I, I was really low on money, and then I, I just got – um two days of work this week and another day next week so i'm i'm like oh thank god because and i found a gift card from my grandmother from christmas so that nice works. nice is there a chipotle near you i've never had chipotle do you know if there's one near you there's one within like 10 minutes there's got to be one in boston oh I there's mean. definitely one somewhere yeah yeah i don't know i'm looking into the aquarium too but let's we can talk about yeah, this yeah, yeah, that's let's probably, focus probably. back into the podcast um well, let's do let's go over the harry styles thing um, yeah, um, just just one final thing on the uh, yeah, the I feel like the main reason, right? Because long term, a trigger warning does not affect most of us, right? And long term, it doesn't. But why I think I personally find it worthy of discussing is the mindset that it can create. Yes, to where the ultimate mindset that it can reach. It's also the, entitlement. Like, are you entitled to being warned about things that might affect you? Yeah, but I'm going. In a even more totalitarian prediction of it, nice. <laughs> I <laughs> gotta use these big words, guys. Earns yeah. street cred in the podcast. Bro, world. I used the word matriculation in my essay. So, <laughs> oh, I don't even know what that means. Oh, it's but, like uh, your your education, ah, college education nice. specifically. I think it could be. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, but um, I think the idea is that in a totalitarian playing out of events, a Tocqueville. We've talked about this under Tocqueville, kind of. Yeah. But the idea is that in an attempt to protect and to prevent, you know, the innocent or the feeble-minded from knowing certain things, and it will present itself in a parenting sort of way, ultimately, an authority claims that, no, you just don't deserve to learn about this anymore. 
or that mm-hmm. this item cannot be discussed at all, which I think is ultimately a hindrance to everyone. And that that will create more of a problem instead of actually talking about an issue. Yeah. And I, yeah, I agree. And, you know, ultimately you said what's worthy of being discussed. I think everything is worthy of being discussed. Everything oh, yes. that you could disagree on or have more than one stance, even if it's a minority who takes the stance, it's worthy of having a discussion on it in an open forum. Yes. And that was the other point. Um, people say trigger warnings may limit discussion, but the, the counter argument and one that I even put in my paper, I don't know if I agree with it. I just know my teacher will like it is that <laughs> it doesn't limit discussion. It simply ensures that discussions that are had are only had by people who are willing to have those discussions. So, which again can be a slippery slope. Yes. But- and it, and in ideally in a college setting, you know, like in a, in an educational setting in a university, it's not an issue because everyone there wants to learn and gain knowledge, yes. but that's not and, the reality, especially at my, my little community college, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. I, I start getting a bit wary of these things, right? When you start hearing about MIT, Harvard, right? These schools creating these, uh, these limits on discussion because you are supposed to be the intellectual elect hub of like the country. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, cause I, uh, my mom tells stories. She used to live right down the road from where I'm in college now, but right down the road is Harvard. And she says, you know, these people would walk out and they were not the most socially aware people, but then she would see them just do things that were mathematical feats, basically, you know, like obviously that doesn't make sense, but you know, like she would see people, like from Harvard winning competitions and all these things that yeah. are basically impossible, you know? Yeah. And as she lived in Boston, they all would make the newspaper when a Harvard student went famous. Yeah. You know, which you was know, every week. You know what I just saw? And I don't, I don't even know if this is true and I don't even remember who it was. It was like a TikTok, and it was some dude. He walked into class late, saw two or three problems on the board and thinking that those were what they were supposed to be doing. He just sat down and solved all three of them. And it turned out that they were three unsolvable equations or equations that had never been solved. And he got his PhD because of it. Mm, I think that I've seen that TikTok. I think that's based off of the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, uh, probably, which is based off of a true story. I forget Leonardo DiCaprio fans will know the name of the movie. Yeah. But uh, maybe it's Goodwill Hunting. You know what? That sounds sure. right. That sounds right. He's in me. a he's in a couple that are very that's similar. That's a movie I think I should watch. No, that's dude. We should watch that one together. We should. I haven't there was seen another it one. There's another one I just saw. It's Matthew McConaughey. No, 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 no. It's um Ben Affleck and Brad Brad Pitt or Brad one of the Brads. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even. I literally saw. I think it's Brad Pitt, and um, it looked good. There was just I was watching one scene from it, and I was like, I want to watch this whole movie. <clears throat> anyway. Let's let's <clears throat> let's try to get to the, the Harry Styles thing because I, ah, yes. I'm very so I haven't Michael, even thought about it that much. I haven't put that much intellectual because I keep seeing it and I'm just like I'm just gonna yeah, move on. So, with my, like because, so my and, and, is, and let's let's open with that. At the end of the day, I do not care. If anyone listens to this and thinks Matt's hating on Harry Styles because he wore a dress, I really don't care. If he wants I, to wear yeah, a dress, he can. But but there are but implications. The, the, and there ram, are ramifications. the ramifications. Yeah. And what I want to get is like 
because that's the, the ramifications like, of the you know normalization. What? Technically, you know, we're a free country. You know, he can do that. I disagree personally, right? And what I disagree with what that stands for, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm not saying no guy can ever not wear a dress and be in a comical way, right? That's fine. But you sound I think, so trans and homophobic and heteronormative right now, man. <laughs> thinking of an old Bing Crosby movie where it ha- White Christmas, technically, they do that. Oh, and so nice. I'm just making sure I don't bash my favorite movie. But, uh, <laughs> but what I'm saying is the, the representation that he claimed to be presenting when he did that. And then what I found particularly interesting is uh, Candace Owens' yeah. response and the silencing of, of her, the silencing of her response, people were and the at her. hypocritical nature that, uh, pardon if you can hear the background yeah. noise, but the hypocritical nature that, I believe what platform took her down was it Twitter or YouTube? Might have been Twitter. I don't even know. I didn't like I said. I didn't follow this much, but I know. I know. I saw her response, basically yeah. like saying, "Bring back, bring back manly men." Um, yeah, but then I, I you think- know, it's so tough because. Did she take it a little like personal or far? Kind of I mean, like that's, but I mean, the thing is like though, one the- dude who's never per- like, that's the other thing is he's not a symbol of masculinity. You know what I mean? Like if Henry yeah. Cavill or Chris Hemsworth, who's like known for being a leading man, handsome yeah. the beard, they're jacked started posing in dresses. People would be like, "We what?" Like, but I think Harry we also Styles, know that like, Chris Hemsworth would never do something like that. You know, yeah. And, and Harry Styles Harry is known Styles, for being flamboyant and possibly yeah, he's gay. A pop, he's a pop star that caters to girls between the age of thirteen and twenty-one, basically. Yeah. You know, that's his fan base and gay people. Okay, yeah. That's and no, no, I mean, like literally, completely oh, I, no shade towards, but like it's like that. Yeah. That's like Sean Mendez too. Like they tell it's like teenage girls and 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 gay people like Sean Mendez. I I. I don't make the rules, okay? I'm just, I'm literally repeating things I've read from gay people. Well, I ship Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello, so you know. Just <sighs> Bro, I don't. I don't want to get it. <laughs> he Sean Mendes pisses me off because he's now being marketed or like he's portraying himself as like this like weird hybrid of like a bad boy, but like he's also like attractive, but he's like muscular, but he's I mean, not muscular. He's like skinny. Sean Mendes has one of my favorite origin stories. You know, he, he got famous on Vine, on, didn't he? He got famous on Vine overnight. Yeah. And then ended up opening up for Taylor Swift, I think. Yep. And like within a year. Yeah. Like he, there's video well, footage of his first and concert he's objectively, he in his high school. He's objectively extremely talented. And like I personally, oh, I like, I actually like his music. His voice yeah. is insane. And his music's good. I mean, there's nothing. Like, like, there's, a, there's a difference between a person and their music. And yeah. their talents. And, and I find it funny that he's been turned into like some kind of cultural, like heartthrob sex icon. It, like he had a Calvin Klein, he had a Calvin Klein deal. Like he was posing in, in his underwear for their like um, advertisements, which is just weird. Cause he's not like, he's not an athlete or a bodybuilder and he does have a good physique. And he did in those pictures, at least I'm, I mean, they touched up and everything, but he looked really yeah. good, you know? Which I, I I actually don't hate because showing guys who are clearly like on steroids and yeah you know not use non 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 achievable beauty standards I guess I sound like a liberal but like literally a non achievable beauty standard that I it do think creates an un, uh, it creates yeah. an unhealthy expectation for guys and encourages them to do steroids to look like that which is unhealthy as well exactly 
<clears throat> so they, showing they, someone they like Justin Bieber, short term uh, glory body, yeah, for a long term effect. Yeah, and and, yeah. and and I also want to clarify too. I'm not at. I I'm a believer in the Greek philosophy. There's a, a quote from, and I can't think of who it is because I'm I'm a moron where it literally says no man should be allowed to be an amateur when it comes to physical fitness. It's a shame oh, for that's, one uh, to grow old. That's yeah. Socrates. It's Socrates. It might be. Yeah. It's Socrates. It is Socrates. It's I read a it. shame for one to grow old, not seeing the beauty and power of which the human body is capable. And that's like, if I ever own a gym, that's going right on the wall. Like when you walk in, that's the first thing you're going to see next yeah. to a statue of a Greek God. And that's, that's, that's actually me. something that's been, there's <laughs> a Greek God I want to show you later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no homo <laughs> no um but uh yeah that's the thing because that was one of the things because often um my physical fitness has never been self-motivated it's been motivated off of work i'm doing and uh like a sport i'm playing mm-hmm. so my thing is my best year physically was junior year because i went from working all summer into soccer season into a heavy snowboard season. I spent like five plus hours a week snowboarding, which really does things for your legs. Yeah. Then I went into the spring where I didn't do anything. And then I picked it right back up at the summer and worked through to senior year, senior year I did soccer. Then after that, that's really where I started the decline. And so I'm, and then quarantine didn't help me much either. No, I mean, I, I gained, I gained a lot of fat through the summer. But anyway, let Harry Styles. Yeah, yeah Harry Styles. So um, just to cover, just really quickly, to, if anyone doesn't know who's listening, Harry Styles posted on his Instagram, and I think there are all over the place, these pictures of him in some dresses and some things that I wouldn't even necessarily consider a dress, but were extremely feminine garments. Um, and he was, he, I wouldn't even say he was posing. Like he wasn't necessarily posing femininely. He was kind of just staring at the camera or off to the distance. Yeah. I don't know. But clearly a very kind of feminine messaging. Um, and Candace Owens responded. Do you have her tweet in front of you? On my phone, but I'm zooming with oh, that okay. right now. It's, it doesn't really matter. So Candace Owens, who's a conservative um, commentator, basically said, this is like disgusting. And this normalization of feminine men is unhealthy and bad for society. And then ended the tweet by saying, bring back manly men. And she was censored on YouTube or Twitter or something for saying that it's possible that tweet doesn't exist anymore. Um, <clears throat> which is absurd period. Full stop. Yes, that censorship is never okay. Um, it's ridiculous. Uh, here, yeah. Here's, I have her quote. I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Read it through. Uh, let's see. There's an ad. I'm sorry, guys. I don't pay for oh, Ford's full. Um, so it was retweeted by the main man, Mr. Ben Shapiro. Oh, okay. No bad things there. I don't agree with him fully, but the man is a very he's, smart person. He's what he does. Wait, yeah. that didn't make any sense. No. Go ahead. <laughs> they don't hand out law, uh, Harvard law degrees to anyone, guys. He's a lawyer. He has a Harvard law degree. Oh, well, obviously he's not practicing. That's, I did yeah. not know that. I knew he had a good education. I know his wife's a doctor. Yeah. His no, kids that's, are going to be freaking. Well, that's my, that's my favorite argument. Someone once said, uh, this is just a little tirade I'll go off on. Someone was once going against uh, Ben Shapiro and they were like, they opened with, although he hides behind his Harvard law degree. And I was like, well, no, actually. 
when you get a I didn't Harvard, even know that. So obviously when you get he's a not... Harvard law degree, guys, that's a pretty good thing you can hide behind, you know? Yeah, you're allowed that's to saying, say I went to the debatably the world's best law school and got a law degree. Probably objectively the hardest to get into. Oh yeah. Uh technically the medical school is harder to get into. Hardest law school. Okay, man. Oh, yeah, hardest law school. Correct me all the time. Well, I'm saying of sub sub schools and uh I was looking into Harvard. Yeah, okay. Not for medical school, just because it's close. But anyway, going back to Candace Owens. So Candace Owens said, there is no society that can survive without strong men. Agreed? Okay. The East knows this, which is an interesting... The interesting, East? She pointed that, like, the East as in this, the section of the globe, like Asia and Russia? I, that's the thing. And I'm thinking she's referring to, like, the... Uh, the very strong stance against pardon homosexuality and yeah 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 you know all of that and so so she says the east knows this in the west the steadfast feminization of our men at the same time that marxism is being taught to our children is not a coincidence it is an outright is an outright attack bring back manly men that is a very polarizing statement yeah, and I, and, I, but I think there's the problem is there's two there's two groups of people on the right. There's those who take what I would would I what I would classify as that stance, which is it's a like a conspiracy to bring down the West or to feminize the West or to push some liberal agenda. And then there's yeah. those where who I would fall into this category where I just think it's coincidental. That there's people who are pushing ideals because they don't know history and they're selfish and they're motivated by their emotions and a lack of, you know, yeah. conviction about morality. Whereas, I'm going to take more of a middle ground because I personally do think that, you know, there are people that, as we see them claim it in government, love nothing more than socialism basically and let me take let me take a step back i do think there are large pockets of corruption and conspiracy in quotes um that do want to bring down the west normalize you know homosexuality and transgenderism and all these progressive policies yeah as we get more and more modernism you know postmodernism is a disease that has ravaged the west in in as so long many as ways. the West has existed, basically. I have a though, book. You know? I have a book you could read. It's called um, "Explaining Postmodernism." And Dude, um, I'm so behind on books. I want me to too. Read. <laughs> I know I, I'm bad, but I read a no. chunk of it. I didn't even finish it, but I read a good chunk, and it's really good. <laughs> but um, that'll be the second podcast we start. We'll go. We'll review. We'll just books. go over the book. Yeah, that'd be great. That would actually be fun. That'd though. be actually super get, like, cool. But we could get like a panel. We could get like five, six guys yeah. and just go back and forth. We should talk to Hollow too. Oh, yeah, hollow. I mean, that's the thing. Since we can call in and stuff, you know. Honestly, the Zoom quality, like you Zooming, even if you were at your house and you could come over and record, this quality is honestly really good. Like, I'd yeah. I'd be happy with doing this. No, I mean, I'd prefer in person. I prefer because... in person because the discussion's better. Yeah, exactly. But, like, if if, if we can't, this discu- this quality's good. No, yeah, this, I have another is... mic. I have another mic just like this. We'd be sitting across from each other it'd be awesome but oh yeah and, this, and we can I like about this is though this will ensure that we have <clears throat> we always have an episode you know we also always have the video and i may even yeah. post the video on youtube this week um or maybe what i'll do is i'll post when we have like four or five episodes i'll post all those videos so that they're yeah, there yeah, yeah. on our youtube channel 
which exists. I have the YouTube channel already. There's like, there's like two videos on it. Cause I, I was recording entire episodes on um, a GoPro and then yes. I had to edit the audio together because I was recording yeah. the audio separately and it just was taking so long that it wasn't. But if I record all our episodes like this or something like similar, which isn't, I don't know. We'll see. Anyway. Yeah. No, yeah. This will be more. We'll discuss this. But stuff. so. Yeah. But um, Harry yeah, so look for that. I, another podcast coming soon. I do think, you know, Harry Styles has a history of dressing in a more flamboyant, feminine way. And I personally, yeah. it's not my thing. Like, I don't dress that way. I, I, you know that I'll wear some flamboyant stuff like those gym shorts, man. I'll wear some stuff like that because I enjoy it. I think it's funny. I like the reactions people get, especially now that I'm getting, I'm in better shape now. Like my arms are, are really built and cut. My shoulders look good. I'll wear some crazy looking cut off shirts. Like I'm, I'm going to yes. make some crop tops, like no joke. I'm literally going to make some crop tops and wear them to the gym. Like, cause they don't let you take no, take your shirt off. Maybe I'll get yelled at for showing my stomach. Except the girls can wear sports bras. So if they tell me not to wear a crop top, I'm going to quit. But anyway, you know, and that's stupid and it looks horrible. And I acknowledge that fully, but I'm going to do yeah. it because but you're I think doing it's it in funny. a comical way too. But, but I think Harry Styles in a way does it not necessarily for comedy, but for the reaction as well. And I don't, I, mean, I can't, you know, I can't hate on that. Like someone like he'll wear suit. <laughs> Here's the difference. He'll wear a suit that's like leopard print, for example. Yeah. I might wear a leopard print suit, you know? Well, I don't well, think I'd I mean, look good in it. I and think... he looks better in it than I would. But he it'll it'll be leopard print and then it'll have big flared out sleeves and flared out bell bottoms no. on the yeah. and then like diamond embroidery up the up the the lapels or something. And it just goes a little over the top where I'm like, it could have been a cool suit, but I don't like it because of a couple things. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's, I think there's a difference between when you're describing the image I have of Bruno Mars in my head. Yeah. Right. And I think there's a difference between that and then wearing a dress. Yeah. And, and, and you I know what it is too? Particularly, a lot of people, a lot of people were saying manly men can wear whatever they want or manly men can wear dresses if they want to. And I think it's interesting that you bring up Bruno Mars because that's a good example. Him sitting on the cover of his album, the I know the one you're, you're thinking of i don't even remember what the album is where he's like sprawled out in the chair and like first of all his legs are shaved like he's like glistening he's got like short shorts on and uh like loafers which are a general i mean i i consider them a more feminine looking shoe yeah um he's wearing a generally more feminine outfit than the average guy would want to wear or could pull off and you know it's a it's a confidence thing and it's a choice thing and i have no problem with it and that's a different thing than him putting on a dress. Yeah. And I think also he's a, he's a member of, let's just throw him in the Hollywood party, you know, yeah. where they have to appease X amount of quotas and X amount of style people, you know? Yeah. They need to always show inclusive. Oh yeah. And he's inclusive. They have to overcompensate more he than didn't the, pick that. Yeah. More than the normal person would. Because they want to make sure he's the type of person where if he gets canceled, his career is gone. Yeah. And he'll have to retire with, you know, $20 million instead of $75 million. Absolutely. Exactly. But I think what really got me about this too is though, some of the outrageous uh, 
reactions, right? So first off, Candace Owens being canceled was, I, I don't agree in the censorship speech at all. Unsurprising, but what one what? person uh, argued is particularly ironic is that, you know, they showed a picture of something went, that went out a couple of months ago, pardon, of, the U, of uh, Twitter claiming, you know, to make sure that they will uh, enunciate and amplify black voices. Oh. And so this person... This person uh, retweeted that and they're like, so unless it disagrees with your narrative. Yeah. Which is interesting too, because Candace Owens is She's not very is not arguing anything outright offensive, I would say. No, but and that's that's why it's so weird. Because I wouldn't say bring back manly men is a statement that is at all like partisan you know that's just a personal opinion i mean and i that's the thing i think anyone with the exception of maybe our generation who are living it right now right anyone is going to tell you that their fathers were you know able to go out and fight a war yeah you know and we're getting to where it's grandfathers now right yeah but both of my grandfathers served you know and mm-hmm. so that's the generation that we're comparing this to. And so I think that's the thing where now we are very, uh, we're very lacking in the motivation. The, Whereas the father... at that point, it was almost assumed to an extent that you would either serve time or do something like that. Yeah. You know, the... because you're an American man. Yeah, I'm sorry. The father, no, it's fine. The father is the single most important member of a household. And that sounds kind of sexist, but if you look at the data, yeah. girls, women and men who are raised without a dad or with a toxic, abusive dad relationship. Yes. Oh my, chaos. Their lives are chaos. Yes. Well, because the, the girls turn, the girls end up being promiscuous. The guys may end up being promiscuous. The guys generally turn out to be abusive themselves and yes they don't know how to it's it's, and it's, I think, it's chaos it's chaos and i think and this will sound sexist but i don't mean it that way but i think the thing is also that if you have a very insane mother to an extent the father is able to still govern sort yeah. of you know because the father is still the main uh, bringer of income stuff like that in 90 something percent of households yeah so I think there's still that where he's able to, you know, hold funds and ensure that a child will develop and prosper, right? Yeah, and you know, it's it's so annoying to me that we can't talk about that and not have to like be ca- be careful in the wording yeah. to say I like mean, this is not sexist. But but yeah, I don't yeah. even know. I don't <laughs> want to go there right now just because I'm gonna. No, yeah, we could. We have. But, unlimited content to discuss oh yeah run out of content ideas so harry styles you know personally i do think that like the thing is candace said that knowing that it was going to be a polarizing take she said it knowing that people were going to get mad about it so i I don't know that it's fair like to like to even like act like she's a victim because like she definitely was also the aggressor like Oh, not that Candace... that should get her censored or canceled. No, no. But yeah. if people react poorly, that's on her. You know. I mean, but I don't think she's acting as a victim in the reaction. 
no, 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 no. But I think people are kind of Twitter canceled her. Yeah, and that's a valid, a hundred percent valid. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And I mean, I think the. Uh, <clears throat> but the other thing is, too, Candace Owens applies to the farther right. Yeah, because you know? that's she's but she's also, she's almost anti-black in a lot of. It's she she will say things, and I'm like, do you think you're like getting black people on your side right now? Because I don't even like what you're like. What you just said sounds racist to me, and like. True. And I think that's the thing, though. She's trying, and as many right people do, they try to, because the left goes so far. Yeah, they're counterbalanced. The voice of reason, the the correct voice of reason, does not really blow a major dent into it. The idea, you know, so they end up going farther right, too. And I think that a lot of the people that the right uh, props up as uh, figureheads often hold farther views than most people would actually agree to. Yeah. But they find it refreshing to watch, you know, and they find it refreshing to hear something just the opposite. You know, like I, I personally enjoy Tucker Carlson, right? Mm -hmm. Very fast, very witty. You know, I don't agree 100% with everything he says. I, I, but, there's no one that you could say, I agree 100% with everything he says. Yeah. I mean, if there is, you've got a problem. Like, <laughs> If you can't find a single thing to disagree about, you might need to reevaluate why you like the person. No, that's a very good point. But I mean, what I'm saying is I think he's a little far on some things and I think he can get a little conspiracy theorist, right? Yeah. But the but, right but, the right is really bad about conspiracy theories. <laughs> I'll give him that, but, man. Yeah. And I mean there there's truth in every lie t- to some extent, but it's often yeah. blown out of proportion. Like Alex Jones is right. I think a lot of the time, but then he's like, the frogs are gay. And it's like, bro, <laughs> stop. I, have, I, I don't listen to Alex Jones personally, but uh, I don't either, but I've only, I've, I've heard him on Joe Rogan and I've seen clips of him. And it's like all the clips you see generally make him look crazy. When you listen yeah. to him on Joe Rogan, he doesn't seem crazy until he starts talking. And yes. it's, and by talking, I don't mean what we're doing right now. I mean, he yeah. gets off on a tangent about literally gay frogs. I'm not even joking. He talks about, I think it was like BPAs or something in the water made the male frogs try to mate with other male frogs or something. I don't know if that's even true. Which, I don't which know. again, if it, it could did be happen, an actual reaction that it, happens when X hormone is expressed. It could be real. X type of frogs. But he but says it, it and relevant, you're just like, and he's got this weird voice. Oh, the gay frogs. And his voice is so ridiculous. It's just, oh, man. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. So, no, but um, I think uh, yeah, I just think that the right tends to prop up figureheads and representatives, right? That are either extremely. So Ben Shapiro, I would say, is very not isn't that far right. Yeah. Like Candace, don't, but what he's able to do is he very rarely loses an argument. Yeah. You know, and so it's either you have to be like that. Or you have to be a bit too, of an extremist to where you're seen as an actual counterargument to the extremist left, you know? You, you know what's annoying, too, is you're, you're never allowed to lose an argument now. If Ben Shapiro lost an argument, I don't think he'd have any credibility left because his whole thing is, like, built around – I think he would within his general actual followers and fans. I don't think they'd care. But I think to the general public, there's a lot of people who even respect him or listen to him and hear him and they're like, well, he is a really good debater. And if he lost, yeah. they'd be like, oh man, he sucks. And it's, that's not fair, you know? Which, but, and that's the thing, because I think Ben Shapiro himself would take it as a, 
because in my opinion, no debate is ever lost, right? Yeah. Your debate is just put on hold because someone is more knowledgeable than you. Yeah. Right. Because or it's they're un- right, but that's that's another or, issue. Yes, but yeah, but I'm in the in the area of Ben Shapiro, right? Usually, it's because someone's just a bit more knowledgeable than you, and I, you don't I, know. I also think a rebuttal he, to that specific point they make. He he also takes very softball topics. Like he'll go to a college campus, and some twenty year old kid will come up and be like, "Why shouldn't you be able to? Where does it say in the name Boy Scouts that you have to be a boy?" And he's like, "In the name Boy Scouts," and people are like, "Oh my gosh, he said that!" And you're like. Dude, like the gender yeah. argument, the people making the gender <laughs> argument are all morons. Yeah, they're no, all yeah. morons. He's not. That's the thing. He's not <clears throat> having. Uh, he's not having a Keller. Uh, what's his name? The guy from the office, British office. Gervais. He's oh, not having you... a Keller Gervais art debate. Oh where right. They're, where they're equal levels, and you know, it's that really just a... that was a uh, Jimmy Kimmel or something, right? No, no, uh, Jimmy Fallon, right? The, the, you're talking about the, the thing we read for Spanger's final? I'm just pulling a atheist and a theologian. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. But uh, so <laughs> Keller is a uh, Christian me. theologian and pastor. Uh, Ricky Gervais is a avid atheist. He's written many books on atheism, right? And actor, comedian, who I actually – really oh, like hilarious and he's i a- really like because he says comedy nothing is off limits and free speech is the most important thing and that will win oh, yeah, every that's... time in my heart <laughs> yeah you know it's interesting you see even in people that claim to hate god you see these res uh these residuals of uh principle through that uh they still find some way to justify you know and that they live by and i'll respect that you know but um, yeah. Just if you're good with me, kind of bringing to close the uh, yep, the Harry Styles thing. One thing that I saw again, going back to our uh, favorite median of information learning is TikTok. And so one thing I saw that just I felt was a little odd because they they went this place which I didn't expect, you know. And so they were like, they showed Candace Owens' tweet. They showed Harry Styles and they're like, well, let's go through the list of men who have historically worn dresses. And they're like, number two, they had five. Their number one argument was Jesus. Wearing a dress? Yeah. Because he wore the robe and whatnot. And I was like, and so that that's the thing, because you and... I don't think that's even worth our time arguing, right? I don't even want to. What I do want to say really quickly is there's a very big difference from cultural different dresses and practices and a man wearing a robe being a normal thing for all men to do in the past and now dresses being reserved for exclusively women. So when a man now wears a dress, it's not the same as him wearing the traditional garment that his gender wore back in that time. And I think almost anyone would agree with that, right? But they – but, but the idea but they that hear that it and they're like, was, well, that is kind of interesting. No, it's not. It's not. It's it's, it's not that deep. The the idea is that just that what what shocked me is that that crossed their mind, right? Because there's been countless things where it's just certain cultures associate certain things to certain genders, right? Yeah. 
okay. And in that culture, it just doesn't make sense then. Or you know that, that there's a, uh, a sub message in the actions being done, right? So Harry Styles wearing the dresses had a sub message. Yeah. Whereas a Scottish person performing a uh, historical reenactment, right? Wearing a kilt. Yeah. Is just that he's performing a historical reenactment. And it's also, wearing a kilt. It's also a cultural men's yeah, garment. He's, yeah, exactly. That's the and difference. So their culture is you, has can't, you can't compare a kilt and wearing a dress because it's not the same thing. That's a culturally men's garment and a dress is a culturally woman's garment. And if like we move towards men culturally wearing dresses, which we won't because it's impractical and doesn't look good, that's why they're not worn. Like not there's a reason. Not opposed to cloaks though? Like those Jedi cloaks, cloak man, things? Cloaks are kind of dope. I, like I might bring my trench coat to Boston. <laughs> Probably not. But anyway. <laughs> we have a fridge to fit in just a friendly reminder. You know? How big is it? It's not big. Like a little mini fridge? Yeah, I can, yeah, th- we can throw that in the back seat. It'll be in the back seat. Yeah. So I let's, know, let's just – let's button up the 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 Harry Styles conversation because I want to get to um, – first of all, let me just go over who this man is. His name is Jeremy Faust. His Twitter is Jeremy Faust MDMS and then in parentheses ER physician because that's very important to know. He's an ER physician, you know? He's in the ER, man. Just so you know. Did you know that? I just want to make sure you all guys all know that. He's in the no, ER. No, I, I, the, the thing is, I'm going to... There is a very big difference between a trauma surgeon and a no, normal no, no. surgeon. But I, the reason he put that in there is because he posts about COVID all the time. So his, his thing is, look, I'm an ER surgeon, so I can speak on what... I hate you. Just go kill yourself. Like... <laughs> Wow, that was aggressive. <laughs> don't kill yourself, Jeremy. Not, I don't. Uh, I don't not, hate you. I just don't agree with you. Speech. Yeah. So he says, he tweeted. This got thirty-four thousand likes. I saw this. This was on uh, the thirteenth. So this is actually last, last Friday. He tweeted: Scientists and medical experts are not ruining Thanksgiving. Ignoring us all is what achieved that. Which is the most unimaginably stupid take that could ever emit come out of a person's mouth and i have a few responses i'm going to read before we go into discussion matt walsh posts a literally like a middle finger emoji and says the public ignoring scientists and medical experts is not what ruined thanksgiving you guys being constantly wrong about everything never admitting it never apologizing and still supporting blm protests while yelling at people for going to church is what achieved that and so here's my thing right First, what pisses me off is that the mindset of the public on a lockdown has changed so much. The initial, the initial goal of the lockdown was that we know everyone's going to get it. 15 and we are just to slow the spread. We are Don't just trying to, hospitals. we are trying to overwhelm the hospitals, you know, make sure that. So by the time your grandparent actually does catch it, there's an open ventilator for him. Right. Yep. And then we learned that ventilators actually aren't helping that much. You know, even though they're still putting people on them right now. Yes. But anyway, we won't even go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, But the thing is, the idea was to slow the spread. The spread is pretty much slowed down to where now, apparently. I don't know if you've seen this. Apparently, it's spiking everywhere in the country, which, again, I don't really trust the news. I don't really and trust it's... that they're not just testing more, and it looks like it's spreading. Well, and, Apparently, um, there's having more debt. Apparently, New York recorded the highest 
number of COVID deaths since May or June, like the other day. Um, Which, so relevant, I mean, yeah. I personally don't take that number to mean that much because and I don't know what gonna... they're tagging as COVID deaths. We already know that they were lying about most of these COVID yeah, deaths in quotes. You're, in, you're entering flu season, you know? Yeah. You were expecting that people over 80 years old were going to start having an increased rise in deaths from something, you know, yeah. come winter. And what I'm seeing personally is, uh, I don't know how they're, camp- they're testing on your campus, right? I but have not been tested by my school. I have been tested. Josh gets tested once every two weeks. He has to just go on. They swab him, I think, nasal swab, and, uh, and that's it. Do you, you get tested, I assume, if you're on campus? I have had seven or eight tests. Uh-huh. I, have a, I had a test yesterday. I'm cool. So I don't have COVID. Nice. My mom actually just got tested a couple days ago because Chapel Field had a little uh, yeah. issue. I don't know if you heard yeah. about that. But she actually, my mom had a cold, so she was just, she wanted to get tested. And yeah. she was negative. <clears throat> yeah, and so my thing is, right, how how we're reporting COVID though, right? It's very skewed because any anyone in our numbers are given by people in quarantine, right? Mm-hmm. And how you're quarantined is if one person tests positive, your roommate, right? So that can go up from that can bring it up from one to two people, one to three, one to six people. Yeah. You know, that can raise it up to six people immediately, you know? So one test goes up to six. And even if all those other five people test negative, they still have to remain in quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. Which I I personally disagree with, but you know I mean I get I don't really know scientifically I can't say if that makes sense or not, because I don't know if you could be a carrier and not have it or yeah. whatever. I, I mean, just don't know. But it does seem like if you've been tested well, Why because you're not you... testing for antibodies, I wouldn't you're cor- testing I, for the actual disease. I definitely wouldn't quarantine them with the person who tested positive. Oh, no. I mean, we have a we rented out a hotel. Oh, you see your rich school, right? I yeah, we're a that. rich Catholic school, remember? Yeah. I mean, Catholic, yeah. So anyway, I'm going to read is, a couple more yeah. <laughs> tweets. So someone else who I don't even know who this is responded to him and said, you're right. You're not ruining Thanksgiving because this is America and most of us will do what we darn well please. We don't fear getting the virus in our and are and only ever will be responsible for our own health. I personally agree with this statement. Now, apparently, a lot of people thought it was a very selfish statement. Per, I, which, and I which love, is... love this response. Someone goes, this appalling selfishness and willful ignorance is why this virus is raging out of control. And then someone responds to them and says, nine months, no schools, businesses destroyed, no church. And you have little to show for it except pretending that you care about old and sick people. It was all to achieve political goals or play, placate your own fear. You get nothing more. We're done. Which is – Which I, I mean, love. Again, yeah, and that's the thing. Even if you don't – you know, even if that sounds a bit conspiracy theorist for you, right? Big businesses are loving to an extent what this is doing to their competition, you know? Because Home Depot, Lowe's – are not going out of business. What's going out of business is, you know, Uncle Sam's hardware store down on Main Street in Washingtonville. Yeah. You know, which is so funny. It's so funny. They talk about 
you know, the, the, the left will talk about how big companies and corporations and monopolies are evil and capitalism's evil. And you know who's not going to get hurt when you close everything? Big corporate, like they're they're hurt. Obviously, they're getting hurt, but they're, they're not going to close. Well, they're they're financially hurt, but they're financially Uncle hurt Sam's, with Uncle Sam's bakery is going to close exactly because he can't afford the rent on the bill. My gym, the gym that I was going to in March, closed in, uh, permanently in Pine Bush. That's the one where Devin worked, right? Yep, closed permanently. Yeah, no, I was gonna, I was getting ready to join that gym because I had all this mm-hmm. free time. Yep, and Devin, closed you permanently. know, yeah. So and, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's what's personally annoying because. If your grandfather runs a cobbler shop, right, as a side business. A cobbler? What the heck year are you? I'm trying to think of a non-essential business, really. Okay, sure, sure. You know, if your grandfather runs a cobbler shop, right, for and he fixes rich people's shoes, mm-hmm. and he's 80 years old, I'm. He I can't think even he safely logically, stay open. Yeah, I think he would logically close, right? But I think that's a his choice to make, and b. That is very different than a 35-year-old man owning a hardware store. Yeah. You know, who has, you know, not gotten sick since he got the chicken pox back as a kid, you know? Yeah. There's those are two very contrasting ideas. And what the and what people are saying is that we do not trust you to make a choice that is for your own good. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's what's that's what's really I think annoying is that ultimately what we've learned from this is that they feel they've lost the ideals of democracy. Whereas we believe you are equals and we grant you the privilege to rule where they're now saying we are ruling and we believe we are better than we we know know what is best for you. We know what's best for you and you don't. And if you disagree with us, not only are you wrong, you're selfish, you're going to hurt people you're like evil is, is the, and we are going the, to take actions against you. You know, we are going to enforce our rules, which I mean, I think is the same thing as a mask mandate. You know, I, yeah. I'm, I, I think no government regulation on masks. Which we can actually, let's, let's segue into that after you're done. Yeah. I think no mask mandates should be uh, no mask mandates. No people number mandates should be uh, in effect. Right. I think that if Walmart, incorporated right if the walton family wants to say guys you know there's a public health crisis going on you gotta wear masks in our store yeah then no one has they reserve the right to refuse your service at any point any time you know any reason but pardon um if again you know some little shop doesn't want to be forcing people to wear masks which was the case for a while in several places. I would go little small businesses in, in Montgomery, like the iron cafe was not requiring masks for a long time. I would I mean, just go most, in with no mask. Most Even uh, the, the baristas weren't even wearing them. And then now they, they added a sign to the door that says they're required. I think I'm sure they got a complaint. And but that's, that's the thing. There's some people with a, you know, uh, with that feel that is their God given duty to report. To report every misdemeanor to the government yeah which two i'll make two points here then we can segue is a in orwellian dystopia yeah in the flesh you know how the orwellian dystopia of karen (laughs) yes but the thing is that it is 
that is the seeds of the mindset. You know, yeah. that is the very beginning. It's the, the tree snitch has... on your neighbors. It's the snitch on your neighbors. Exactly. Deal. And what's what I'm very interested to see. This is my second point. Is uh, point two as part A and part B is so part A is that you know, some police, some uh, some county like sheriff officers are saying this is BS. We're not going to enforce. They're it. saying, yeah. you know, and I haven't seen this argument made, but I think that it can and should be made is that, you know, we pledge ourselves first to the constitution. Yeah. So we believe that it is our goal to protect the constitution, even at our lower level. And we believe this to be unconstitutional. Right. Secondly, with, uh, I, again, on TikTok, I saw a uh, 911 dispatcher talking and she was saying how, uh, I believe this was talking about California and Governor Newsom had uh, just put out the thing saying no more than eight people, I believe. Yes. Yeah, or like six that. people, six people. My family where, wouldn't where even make ask? it. Yeah. You're... You know, <laughs> so six people cannot uh, gather more than six people cannot gather at Thanksgiving. And what the 911 operator said is she said, don't you dare call us telling us that your neighbor has more than six people over. She said, because the amount of injuries on Thanksgiving is so exponentially high. Because imagine this, people that have not cooked for an entire year start throwing together an eight-course meal, basically, you know? Yeah. And then she was saying, you see an incredible rise in burns, house fires, physical altercations, she said. She said, Thanksgiving is the highest day of the year, you know? Either two people get drunk, tension, tensions are rising all day. Yep. You know, and she members. said, and what she said, she said, you are being more immoral by holding up a line to report a crime, right? Like that, when someone statistically is probably has a house on fire or has just <laughs> seared their arm with, you know, base with, their juice or whatever. Yeah. You know, or someone's drunk uncle just knocks you know cousin Vinny over the head with a uh, bottle of beer yeah you know and she was like those are emergencies you know and so i found that very interesting because Did it's you interesting when the enforcers of the law do not want to it. enforce the law Wait, did, did you see that Newsom was spotted with some of his top medical experts out with no masks and in public that and, and a lot of people Which, made an argument even. They were like, well, they were tested and those people are t- – who ladies freaking and cares, man? Because if you make I that just, argument, if you make that argument, why can't we all just go get tested and then I, hang out? I, I have a test. You know? I yeah, you test. got tested yesterday. I could so go get if, a test tomorrow if I want. Exactly. So They're kind of hard to get right now. But if I – you know what I mean? Like Josh was tested. My I mom was tested, tested. Right? I don't see why I shouldn't be able to waltz into a nursing home, right? Yeah. And say hi to my grandfather. Yeah. And now I don't think I understand that I shouldn't be able to, but should my uncle who's his healthcare proxy be able to? Yeah, that that I'm going to say yeah. Okay, because And then that I a, mean that one becomes See, that's interesting because he's the healthcare proxy and then where does his right and your grandfather's right? Cuz if your grandfather is coher- is, is um mentally able to give consent to be visited. Oh, that's but he's not. Interesting one. Okay, that's, so if he's yeah. not then then does the healthcare proxy have that right because it's a unique situation anyway that's a separate discussion yeah no but yeah so that's that's the that's the thing you know it's a very hypocritical statement 
and what I when I first saw that all I all I could think of is uh, all men are created equal. Some are just more, more equal, equal than, than others. others, and that's what's or Orwell is a common theme tonight. Yeah, but uh, just Orwell's that's a common that was, theme in the world right now. <laughs> yes, uh, man. But we have to think about it, right? Yep. There's that Gandalf quote. Uh, oh, I'm gonna butcher it, but it's basically uh, Frodo says, you know. Oh, I just wish that this wouldn't happen in my lifetime. I wish that these things could be in other generations. And Gandalf responds, so does every man who has to face these struggles in his lifetime. But he does it and he goes through it because he knows that it will be an issue not having to be, that will not face the next generation. Yeah. And I really love those words. But again, that was just a, uh, a clear, we are in power and we are superior. Yeah. And so... I will. I could rant on that for basically until Matt's computer dies. So, yeah. Well, let's. So, I'm the same thing. We're gonna stay with the masks. So, I guess Middletown. Um, well, I guess New York State basically said if you're in a yellow zone or like an emergency declared zone, there's certain other restrictions you have to follow. Like, if you're outside, you have to wear a mask unless you're like running not on a sidewalk, like weird little specific. If you're in the car with someone who's not a family member, you both are have to have masks on and you can actually, no, no, this gets better. You can be fined up to $150 or something like that and get up to 15 days in jail. You can get arrested for being in the car with your friend with no mask on. Now, will that be enforced? I have high doubts that that will be ever enforced, but I think I, I think what it's likely for is uh, taxis. You know, Middletown yeah, is an but, incredibly strong. New York City are probably you know what else I want to spend on taxis. But do they think that people were not hanging out with their friends in the car with no mask during the first lockdown? Exactly. Like, no. do you think that this was not going on before? Our cases are and, spiking, and you're saying it's because of this. But I'm pretty sure that that was going on. I don't now, think people are getting less careful and going out one on one with their friends, and that's how it's getting spread. And Maybe Benny Johnson. Benny Johnson writer. made this argument literally right before I joined. He posted it on Instagram. Um, he's just a conservative. Uh, I think he runs a podcast. I don't listen to it. I just saw him on Instagram. But he he, he made the argument. He's like, so if the first lockdown worked, why do we need a second one? But if the first lockdown didn't work, why are we doing a second one? And I think that's, uh, to, I mean, that's, that's a faulty argument to an extent, right? But I yeah. think the, the message Actually, presenting is- I don't even want to say that. I do think that's pretty valid. I, no, I think it's valid. I mean, I'm sure someone will find an issue with it somehow, you know, on a technical side. Yeah. But I think what, I think it's, it's overall message is true, you know? The first month of quarantine, we did not do anything, yeah. anyone really, right? Because we were unsure of what this did. You know, we heard like 30% mortality rate or something. Yeah. And then about a month in, we started biking. Yep. You know, and we didn't do anything crazy. We were outdoors. Uh, some of us wore masks. We weren't, we were actually pretty, I don't even think. We kind of unintentionally social distanced. Yeah, we well, we no. were biking, you know. We weren't 
and then as we weren't even ride share like we were all driving there separately yeah too yeah and so and then eventually though you know as we realized oh okay this is not this is much less fatal than is uh you know (laughs) yeah i love that one yeah i think just it's it's just a strive for control basically i would say yeah, I, I do think that every, especially Cuomo, and actually, I don't know if you saw, James just texted us. Um, I don't, I, I zoom on my phone, so. Well, I'm going to read it. To, I'm, well, he sent us an article. Let me, let me just read it for you. Um, sorry, I'm just downloading an app. So James I'm sent have us. have him on at some point. He literally, actually, in, in his text, he said, can you have me on at some point to talk about this bastard? Referring to Andrew Cuomo. Um. And so the, it's a Fox News article, and I'm just opening it right now. Mm. Headline, Governor Andrew Cuomo to receive Emmy Award for his quote-unquote leadership during the pandemic. Twitter goes nuts. An Wait, Emmy, Emmy Award. Isn't an Emmy like... Award. Isn't that an acting award? Yeah. E-M-M-Y, <clears throat> right? E-M-M-Y, yeah. Yeah, uh, Television the Academy. Inter- The International Emmy Awards announced on Friday that the Democrat will receive its Founders Award in recognition of his leadership. This is a quote in recognition of his leadership during the COVID-19 pandemic and his masterful use of TV to inform and calm people around the world. End quote. (laughs) Quote, the governor's 111 daily briefings worked so well because he effectively created television shows with characters, plot lines, and stories of success and failure, end quote. International Academy President and CEO Bruce Paisner said in a press release, quote, people around the world tuned in to find out what was going on, and New York Tough became a symbol of the determination to fight back. So my guess is either A, this guy's high, or B, they were planning to host the Emmys in New York City, and it's too late to find another venue anywhere. So they're like, you know what they we'll just do? Canceled- this guy oh. loves getting his butt kissed. So yeah. we'll just throw him an award, and then he'll be all, you know, it'll be all fine. According to the Emmys, its Founders Award is given to those who, ready for this, cross cultural boundaries to touch our common humanity. Past recipients include former Vice President Al Gore, Oprah Winfrey, and Steven Spielberg. The award award will officially be presented to Cuomo on November 23rd. Oh, that's Monday. The announcement sparked a significant backlash and mockery on social media, many of them invoking his controversial nursing home policy that has been linked to the deaths of thousands of elderly (laughs) residents. This is shameful, the VU co-host Megan McCain reacted. And then there's some quotes from other... Wow, MSNBC, MSNBC is hitting is is hating on it. That's so funny. A progressive activist. This award it's... makes sense because Cuomo isn't actually a competent, empathetic governor. He just plays one on TV. Progressive activist Max Berger. <laughs> That's from a liberal, bro. <laughs> so which, funny. I mean, which is which is extremely interesting, right? Because. The idea is, would Cuomo be in office had he been up for a re-election this week, this this election, right? Because there are some people that believe he is doing everything perfectly. I, you know, I do not understand that. I, I, well, because I mean, first I'll off, acknowledge he did. There's people he, that only watch television for their news. That's right? true. 
it, see, and personally, the television I news with is much more uh, pro Cuomo. Well, but if, to see to anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, they're not. When you see a face, you can cancel a face much more easily than you'll cancel a name of a written article. You know. But yes. So. <clears throat> I just. Please stay so, tuned through the 18-hour in memor- I can't say it, memoriam segment. So actually, so, so this is my. Funny, I just remembered, guys. Oh. The Animaniacs, the Animaniacs reboot, starts Monday. So my guess is that this might be a segment there. Maybe is that what they're getting? You know, the Animaniacs host the Emmys. <laughs> so let Dude. me just read what an Emmy is. An Emmy Award, or simply Emmy, is an American award that recognizes excellence in the television industry. It is presented at numerous annual events held throughout the calendar year, each one honoring the various sectors of the television industry. And I mean, it's just so interesting, right, that they chose him. You know? It it really is. Because, A, he did a – what he did is he used – what was it, 100-something days? How many days did he make? 111. uh, 111. He made 111 daily announcements, right? Okay. Like, you know, Anthony Fauci, not that I think he should get an award either. I hate Anthony Fauci. I do too. But what I'm saying is – he technically fits these imaginary qualifications too, right? Oh, there's a lot. He Trump was... fits these freaking qualifications. Why yes, doesn't Trump get it? This would never be given. <laughs> That's comedy for you folks. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I don't. But it's just, I think it's also that he was one of the most, uh, how did I say it? He was one of the most uh, exception-making governors, you know? A lot of governors were like, if they enforce the lockdown, we're like throughout this whole thing, no, stay inside, do not do anything. Yeah. You know, what's the mission governor's name? Uh, oh, Michigan. Can, uh, uh, Whitman or Whitner? Whitmer. 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 I mean, hey, Whitmer would still have you locked inside, you know. But uh, but not if there's a protest. Yeah, but I think Whitmer even was against the protests. Uh, this is a woman, right? So. Yeah. She, she, I, Michigan, we're talking Michigan. Yeah. I'm thinking Portland, Michigan. I think think Michigan, I think she, a lot of these governors, if they're liberal governors, basically rode this weird line where they never actually denounced the protests and protests. I don't want to use that word. Riots. (laughs) Yes. Protesting is fine. Rioting is not. Exactly. Um, they they never really denounced the riots because what they would say is they'd carefully word it and be like protesting is good, which is what I just said. Which but I think is they where, weren't acknowledging that there was non-protesting violence going on. Which is where Cuomo came out and Cuomo was just like, "Yeah, you're all good." Yeah, you know, Cuomo came out and walked. It, I think he walked the streets at some point with them. Yeah. You know, no, was that and, Cuomo? That was De Blasio, wasn't it? No, 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 no. They both suck. 
It was one of them. It was either Cuomo or de Blasio. And the other one, I think it was Cuomo and de Blasio was even like, you moron. (laughs) Well, they they hate each other. Yeah. As New Yorkers, we hate them both, but they both hate each other. So it's it's natural. Makes sense. It's it's a circus going to hell, but you know, it's fun to watch at least. But, um, yeah. So just, it's interesting. And also the Biden the Biden rallies, you know, which were massive parties in D.C. There was a uh, couple of health commissioners that were caught on video, like walking around, giving speeches at these uh, giant celebrations all outdoors, no mask, no social distancing. There's I one know. I forget. There's there one, a... I forget who it is, but he pops the champagne and he's like drinking the champagne oh and hands gosh. the bottle to someone else Dude. who drinks it. And then... The next day, he puts on a tweet reminding people like to Wear make sure they social distance or something. And Dude. then the, that's the re, that's like the guy's re, someone like, you know, replies to it. And he's like, yo, this you. And it shows him yeah, like, finish no the speech, pop a bottle of champagne, drink, hand it to another guy who then drank from the bottle. <laughs> and Did then you- he looks he looks and sees the camera and puts his mask on and like turns and walks away. That's awesome. Th- there was another one. There was some dude on Twitter. I don't even know who it is some i think a journalist and he tweeted literally like within the same day tweeted a picture or a video of people partying like not partying celebrating biden's win in washington dc nice and he literally says it's party time in dc or something and it's a bunch of people not wearing masks clustered in a crowd celebrating biden's win and then like the same day Post a video of a crowd celebrating a football team winning a game and says, yes. not good during a global pandemic. <laughs> like, bro, are you like, not only it's... are you so stupid that you showed like have the hypocrisy, you, you posted it. And then yeah, you he dug took your own one of them down. He took, I think he took the first one down, I believe. Almost no, like actually, it. when I looked, he hadn't. So that's funny. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. Now imagine if Trump won, right? Yeah. You know, look or even look at the look at the responses from the uh which I don't think we'll have time to do it, but we could do a whole segment on like things that happened at the million mega march, right? Yeah. But <laughs> but look at the uh this might be two episodes this week, guys. <laughs> um maybe an in-person one. Live from Boston. But uh I think what's interesting is that you know, look at how differently they responded to that march or party you know mm-hmm. everyone was suddenly against protesting against going outdoors you know and so it's just it's such a it's such a hypocritical thing whereas republicans are not you know saying oh you're evil for doing for celebrating right what they're saying is they're saying you're being a hypocritical bastard you know yeah. you're locking you're keeping people from going to church Unless, and you know, until Biden wins, and now it's all good. Yeah, actually, I just, uh, I just bookmarked a tweet literally as we started, like an hour ago. Um, let me read you that because, <clears throat> um, here we go. So it's uh, August sixth. This guy Paul Krugman wrote in the New York Times. It looks like could be wrong, but he wrote. Coming next, the the greater recession. 
The suspension of federal benefits would create damage almost as terrifying as the economic effects of the COVID coronavirus. And then on November 19th, he says, making the most out of the coming Biden boom, the economic outlook is probably brighter than you think. Somebody just tweets it and says, congratulations to Joe Biden for turning everything around even before being inaugurated. It's, I mean, um, I, I, like I said, I'm really, hold on. Let me try to log into my Instagram on my computer because I sent you an AOC, uh, a thing on AOC that AOC said that I believe would be applicable here. Uh, next time. Are you? I have another thing to read. If you are going to be a second, yeah, yeah, you go. So this is unrelated, a little unrelated. It's COVID. Um, this someone Jack Bisonette, who Bisonette, sorry, Bisonette, looks like I don't know who this is, but says just shocking. Seventeen seven months into supposedly having built the most impressive contact tracing operation in America, the mayor of New York City admits that New York City has literally no evidence of any kind that COVID is spreading in restaurants or gyms. Let me read you the the interview. Mayor, we have, I want to do a two-part answer, I think is really important here, Brian. We have a massive body of evidence from around the country and around the world of the vulnerabilities created by people being indoors without masks on. And that obviously means indoor dining because you have to take your mask off to eat and drink. And in gyms, it's about the amount of exertion, the amount of air coming in and out, even if you try and wear a mask and that can be hard in the gym. That has been proven many times over. And here's the important part. In terms of specific situations up to now, We've been very overt about the fact that the test and trace core is not seeing specific major problems coming out of those sectors. That's not the question though. And then he goes on. If you don't see a specific problem coming out of a sector, why are you putting new restrictions? That's what I'm saying. Like, do you think people weren't sitting in their cars with their friends with no masks before? Because you're restricting that now, but I'm pretty sure people never stopped doing that. So unless you have some specific evidence that shows this is where it's spreading, then don't do that. And exactly. you can't and do it anyway. Think, you can't do I it anyway, but don't even try to make the but, argument. But I think, right, if you, if you could show, right, if credible sources showed, right, not, not just Governor Cuomo coming out and saying it on TV that, you know, there was a study performed. But if, you know, you had a couple of big names that came out and said, look, even if we didn't conduct the study, we reviewed it and this is accurate. Yeah. Right. And said, you know, look, gyms are a breeding ground. You know, let's say like early in the first month, right? We were told that it could stay on the surfaces. coronavirus could stay on surfaces for like 36 hours. Yeah. And it went down to six hours and it went down to less Nothing. than a minute or something. Yeah. And you at know? my gym, actually, they have spray bottles of disinfectant and paper towels oh, yeah, all yeah. over. And you wipe down the equipment every time. And I wipe it I mean, down every time I'm done. I haven't been able to get into my gym. Because they're so, everything's Tight. spaced apart, you know, and you schedule specific, like, to the minute timeline of what you're going to do, basically. That's stupid. It is stupid. And, I mean, obviously, if you're a sports player, you have your own gym where you do everything that yeah, you yeah. want anyway. But um, it's just that... Uh, the best part is they probably don't wear masks in there. But anyway. The first week, the swim team had, like, one kid that didn't have COVID. <laughs> You know, and this on the gyms thing, um, you probably don't know who Bradley Martin is, but he's a YouTuber fitness guy. He's a bodybuilder. Um, 
<laughs> awesome dude. I really like his content. And he owns a gym called Zoo Culture in California. And he basically, after being closed for like two months, Newsom was like, all right, we're going to have to keep you closed for a little longer or whatever. And he was like, no, screw you. And opened. Nobody wears a mask in his gym. He doesn't care. He literally, and I don't think there's been an outbreak at his gym. And then now the state of California is suing him for keeping it open, even though there's been no significant issue. But I respect that. He did that a lot. Anyway. Yeah, and what's like, what's getting me about New York is, right? What is a traditional, if you had to go on a six hour date, right? What would you do? Date? With a, a six with hour a date. Female? With a few, I, you think I, I want to spend six hours with a woman? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> He's single. I'm single. You know, women are boring. <laughs> this is why I might be single. Anyway, I knew it. Right, right. If I wanted to go on a six-hour date, right? But I would do it. I'd get some food somewhere. Go to the gym for six hours. <laughs> no wait. No? That's what you do with the boys. <laughs> six-hour yeah. date with the boys in the gym. That but, I could get behind. Then get some food. But oh, uh, yeah. always food. Chipotle. But. It's healthy. It's not really that. I mean, it's healthier no. than McDonald's, but hey. Dude, that's like saying, you know, technically the prosperity in like China is better than like some even worse country. Well, actually, to be fair, like I don't even I don't even track my macros. I track calories and protein, and that's it. So like I track nothing. Actually, I, I think like a McDonald's, just a burger. I don't really get fries and soda anymore because it's a lot of calories. But if I went and just got a Big Mac, it's like 600 calories. If I get a burrito bowl at Chipotle, the ingredients are significantly, quote unquote, healthier as healthier, people consider. Yeah. But it's like eight, 800 to 1,000 calories because it's bigger. So yeah. it's, it's, it's actually it's, not. It's a trick, basically. Yeah. Because <laughs> the, the important thing if you're trying to lose weight is just calories. That's it. Yeah. So, but that's well, this funny. has been our fitness minute. Um, yeah, as we move on. <laughs> um, so what I was saying is, but a six hour date, right? I think would be cool is get some food at some point, go to a movie, and go bowling, mm-hmm. right? Three things which you can be socially distanced at bowling. And- you gotta stick your fingers in those nasty little holes on the ball where everyone else sticks. Their well, finger. no, I mean, but the way to do that, right, is that you just have you have to like shoes get a. I'm sorry, guys, if you're hearing this. Yeah, um, it's fine. Just don't even apologize for it. I, I feel anyway, but that's the thing. The the way it would have to work is you just have to get a bowling ball from the shoe people, basically. And they you know? just spray, spray it every time. Roof. Yeah, and which that would is actually it. not be hard. And you can book every other lane, right? Yeah. So that's more than six feet, right? And then you should be able to take your mask off. Yeah, but even if you don't, that bowling alley is open in New York. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like so in uh in the Middletown Mall, round one has been open for less than a year. They're they've been closed since March. March they've now. Been, they're they still have closed. Been, I think currently they're almost have been closed the same amount of time mm-hmm. that they've been open. Mm-hmm. They're almost at that point. And I'm like, those people just spent millions of dollars. I don't know why they're not open, by the way, because the trampoline park place is open. There's because no bowling alleys in, in New York State aren't allowed to open. Well, why don't they just open the arcade? I don't know why they like. I don't know why they didn't open the arcade and close the bowling. I don't think arcades are allowed to open. I why think- is the Why is the trampoline park though? That's what I'm. I like. I would get it if it was a blanket thing. I just don't understand I think why it's a trampoline because park. I 
I'm not well, sure. Well, everything's arbitrary, so I because guess I shouldn't like even question Because there's like four trampoline parks in New York State. So, so they not, don't even have like they a, just, uh, they they don't just, have a category for them to fit into. Yeah. <laughs> no, but my thing is, right? So the bowling alleys aren't going to be around after mm-hmm. this, you know? And that's something I enjoy doing. But already bowling alleys are declining. And so now this yeah. is just said, no, you haven't paid your rent in 10 months because you haven't made any profit in 10 months. 10 months. You know, Probably or even more than that. Yeah. Or even if you're at this point just saying, let's just open it for the leagues, which is where bowling alleys make their real money Most anyway. Money, yeah. You know, let them pay the rent. Yeah. You know? And so that, and then look at movie theaters. AMC is going to, you know, get punched in the gut in this. AMC's screwed, man. Yeah, but AMC's going to bounce back. Well, the company, but even like branch wise, like for example, McDonald's and McDonald's and Wendy's and Burger Kings, they can be privately owned. So, like, I might, I could literally go to Burger King and say, hey, I want to open a location in in Montgomery and buy the building or rent the building or whatever, and they'll supply everything. If I personally can't afford to keep that open, which I don't really know how that would work. But if that specific location stopped bringing me profit and I'm paying the rent on that building, not Burger King, then yeah. I'm going to have to close. So I don't know if it's a similar thing with AMC. If that, if that AMC is not able to pay their rent and it's, and it's space that the mall could be using, they're going to have to close. Yeah. Now, of course, and it's movie theaters. So exactly. what else are they going to put mean, there? But And what's annoying, particularly, I think, for movie theaters is people are driving to Connecticut from New York. Just to, to see watch movies. movies, which I find which really means, weird because I don't even like the movies that much. But oh, I personally enjoy going to the movies. I enjoy it. No, I do, but I'm not driving yeah. to Connecticut just to see a movie. No, but I think what what that's showing is so people are going to go to the movies if you open. Oh well, and you're what you're doing by opening Connecticut movie theaters and not New York is you're just saying that we're going to create more of a mixture of people. Actually, I think Connecticut just got put in the list of banned states to travel to from New York. Massachusetts is not interestingly. I mean, I would be basically they said all non-essential travel should be avoided to Massachusetts. I mean, um, I got to get home, you know, I know that's what if, if I was given a problem, I'd feel like I had to pick up my friend and there was yeah. no other way. Which, and I, I, dude, I freaking, I've already paid for my, um, the place I'm staying. Yeah. They didn't even no. ask where I'm coming from, which is funny. But. <laughs> dude, Airbnb people are, a unique breed oh he humanity. wants their money he wants the money he doesn't care he's like you somebody booked this thing the freaking three days before thanksgiving why and then this is like 100 and yeah. whatever probably he's making he's got to be making like a hundred percent profit the, my uncle like he already owns there. the he already owns the or rents the building or whatever my uncle used to run an airbnb I, I have he, a feeling he owns the entire building, and I think I'm renting one room. I have to share a bathroom. I'm renting one room, which can sleep four people. It has three or four beds in it. Yeah. And it was like $35 a night, and then there was a cleaning fee. And I'm not going to make yeah. a freaking mess. I'm going to literally like – I'm going to have like yeah. one bag and my laptop. Like, oh, yeah, that's that's like a that's a thing that they use for idiotic college students, you know? Yeah that come in and make a mess but i mean i think the thing is though that yeah we'll make a mess just because i paid for the cleaning fee (laughs) i'm gonna get banned from a freaking airbnb because i left like poop on the floor (laughs) that's my definition of a mess by the way (laughs) drawing this back in um what i think uh 
what I think what we're what we're trying to say is that bowling alleys, movie theaters, the big chains realistically aren't going to feel the heat. You know, I think that yeah. AMC movie theater isn't going to close down because of this. I think they'll get you know they'll get some help either from corporate or they have savings, right? Who I think is going to close down is the Cinema Six in Chester, or the oh, yeah. uh, you know the discount middle the one in Middletown discounts theater cinemas you know ones like that where it's probably privately owned yeah these people have Actually, you know it's almost 100 percent privately owned yeah and these people have you know been there for 30 years yeah. paying month to month you know and so that you know and like i said i don't think round one's gonna close no. i think they're gonna have some serious financial issues and i think round one is also <laughs> if you never if you never reopen like if you don't reopen you you can't recover but round one is the type of business like retail stores retail stores are gonna maybe take a hit because if people aren't going and shopping in person people already weren't shopping in person as much yeah. as online and then you suddenly go you can only shop online luckily i mean you know, for like the store itself, it probably won't take too much of a hit. Like Walmart's not going to take a hit, but the yeah. retail locations will stop becoming as much of a, uh, a cash flow for them because people aren't going to be there. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, I find it so. And with, so I'll transition with this. With that in mind, let's read this, uh, this AOC tweet that she reposted on her Instagram. I sent this to you a couple of days she ago. She posted her own tweet. Oh, she does it all the time. That's kind of weird. Uh, I mean, she doesn't run that account. I mean, almost no way. But anyway. But she writes this stuff, you know. So here's what she said. This was a week ago, apparently. Anyway, can we please help people stimulate? Can we please get people stimulus checks and mortgage relief for and rent forgiveness and small business support? And free testing and hazardous pay and healthcare for the uninsured and underinsured this. in the middle of a pandemic, or is that too socialist? And what grinds my gears about this, and what pretty much every every uh, normal person on here, you know, not her fangirls, not any members of her squad, but any of the comments that I read are basically summed up saying, "What the hell is wrong with you? You want you want the government." to pay with tax dollars stimulus checks right because the government isn't allowing us to conduct business you want to go and be a savior to small businesses which realistically guys small businesses end up having small businesses need to be open to stay alive you know small small businesses have very uh delicate i'm for lack of a better word, contracts often, you know, they're not employed on a massive fund of, you know, this person or that person. They're usually a very small resource uh, importer and then seller. Mm -hmm. And so it's a much more delicate thing. But what this is basically saying is she's asking if that's too socialist, right? Yeah. And what's, it's just abhorrent in my mind because she's saying, we closed you down. Now, we want to provide a fix in quotation marks, right? And, you know, you're, you're being evil, right? And yeah. then this is what she wrote under that. She said, help people? But that's socialism and cites Republicans. As she, she, 
I don't even listen to anything she says anymore because she's like made a fool out of herself repeatedly. And I just think, I don't even think most of her own party respects her because she just, she's so clearly like uneducated on a lot of stuff she talks about. Like it's one thing if you have a PhD or you're a doctor and then you talk about COVID and I disagree with you or I think you're wrong. And I mean, at least I know you tried. Yeah. She like doesn't, she has like a fluff degree from Brown University or wherever she went. And And like, look at it like this, right? Let's say this podcast suddenly starts getting a million listeners per episode thing per episode. Right. And this becomes a feasible way to make, an income, right? Any, yeah, and any we both decide that this is our something we'll do for the rest of our lives, right? Yeah. At that point, I would go get a political science degree, right? Or a degree in economics, right? Because if yeah. I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk and I'm going to say, this is my opinion and this is my authority on my opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I said, it may not have to be a master's or a PhD, but it's something that's saying, Guys, I'm a bit more educated than the average person. Yeah. And again, which also doesn't mean as much as it used to in that anyone can get, it used to be like anyone could graduate high school. True. Yeah. Then it was anyone could get an associate's bachelor's degree. Okay. Slowly it became anyone can get a master's degree. And now it's basically anyone can get a PhD if you can, if you want. Not in a hard science, probably. Exactly. You're, and not and, in, um, and they can't well, all become why, medical doctors. But which is why though also that there's different rankings of PhD now. Yeah, which is you so know? stupid, man. Which like is, if you have a doctorate, but, it should be a doctorate. But it's that, necessary. You know what? I don't even want to say that because you know, because you know, Sabrina over here with her PhD in gender studies, yeah, has the same title of a PhD. Zero zero to exactly the world. her goal is to continue to teach gender studies classes at whatever college you graduated for yeah because what's the application of your degree in real life nothing you know exactly literally you know you're you you went in you got your phd to put off your debts for eight more years yeah you know and so that's the thing whereas your phd you know look at this like uh if you have a chemistry phd my respect for you is probably higher higher than it should be yeah right i chemistry is incredibly hard to understand most human brains aren't wired to understand it yeah like it's the way chemistry works it's it's such a it's a it's a branch of math which is almost very few people naturally have a tendency to you know so take zach for example zach could probably zach or steven right they could probably get a chemistry phd that's two out of 18 people Yeah, that graduated, you know? And, and that's we had probably a very high number than- We had yeah, a high collective. percentage of intelligent people in our class. Exactly. And it was very uh, broad too, you know? Yeah. With, it was, I would argue our class was the ideal liberal arts college yeah. type of setting where we yeah. all had a very strong foundation. And we could yeah. all argue theology, politics, economics, right? in a intelligent manner and most of us had separate hobbies too which is good most of us had extracurriculars i mean most i think it was like almost every single person in our class had extracurriculars look at our main our main group especially you know and what i love about it's we're always willing to learn no that's the other thing most people and that's where i'm that's where i also think the difference between a phd where the difference between phds are 
some people take their PhDs and believe that they are God of this subject. You know, where a lot of people in like the STEM fields, on the other hand, believe that, you know, they take it and they're like, so I have a PhD, which just means I'm authorized to find new things now. You know, so, and I think that's the, the desire to learn is being lost. You know, it is a, you, people are now striving only for the, pardon, people are only striving now for the, uh, the title. Yeah. As opposed to the knowledge and the benefit to themselves that comes with it. Because for example, right, I don't know hardly anything about cars, but I'm learning little bits. James is teaching me some stuff. Steven's teaching me some stuff. You've taught me one or two things, you know? I just replaced an alternator. Very nice. I was like, Jake's alternator was dying and he was like, can can I can we do that? And I was like, yeah. And then that's I why there's YouTube. YouTube videos, and uh, we did it. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, that's the thing. You know, I'm gonna be buying a car soon, and I don't. Pl- and short of you know my transmission breaking down, most of the repairs that I can do by myself, I plan to. Yep. And that'll require learning. That'll require you, James, Stephen, all those people's help. You yeah. Know? James literally came over, did the brakes with me, brakes and brake yeah. pads, bra- brakes and brake rotors. I did my own fuel line. That one was a little sketchy, but I did that. Guys, if this is my last podcast, because uh, <laughs> my car you has know why. <laughs> literally, I'll show you. Like, so the normal fuel lines are metal, and then one section from the pump to halfway up the body, I replaced with nylon. And no, then I used just, a plumbing fit. Like, you know those like little, those little uh, fun swirly straws that loop around yeah. with like the tubing. You just took those soft, straightened mm-hmm. them out, and then yep. uh, duct taped them on. Okay. Yep. Yep. Gets me there. <laughs> but uh yeah, I just think that overall, and this is a tirade, I don't even know how we got on, you know, a yeah, tangent. But I think overall, people have lost the willingness to learn. Overall, you know, I'm not saying that everyone wants to learn about, you know, metaphysics. Yeah. Right? But people have lost the desire to know anything. You know, they just want to reach point Z and be done for life i think everyone should have a basic understanding of metaphysics actually i mean I, you know i agree but you know do you know what metaphysics is i couldn't give you a textbook definition but it's I, a very I'm broad it's a very um yeah i actually was just thinking like exactly. can i actually define this because i don't it's the idea of uh an, an it's, idea it's like philosophy of metaphysics existence. is basically the idea of anything being original i think that's one way to kind of but unless i'm yeah, completely wrong and someone's gonna hear that and be of. like what the heck is this guy saying that's not at all what it is One anyway our zero follow, uh, listeners yeah actually we had three plays in the last podcast well, at least one, one was of them James. was me okay and one was me <laughs> oh there we go good okay. so um yeah actually let's yeah. it's about 11 45 i think we've been going for at least an hour and a half probably more <laughs> so let's try to just dial it back in wrap it up and save some of this mm. for next week yeah so anyway yeah yeah um let's just wrap it here so thanks for listening anyone who listened if you made it this far god bless you because uh that was chaos i had had no contacts for my uh mcdonald's gift card offer last episode (laughs) so i'm gonna have to close that with this one unfortunate you guys missed out you missed it i uh it's 11:45. I had some stuff that I totally forgot about that was due on Sunday that I could have done before midnight and gotten less of a penalty on. Now it's too late. So 
oh well i guess i'll be doing that tomorrow and uh yeah thanks for listening tune in next week thank you matt and uh have a good one